The question of whether or not there should be gender quotas for women in American politics is really complicated. Women have historically been excluded from American politics in so many different ways. They've been denied access not just to participate politically with things like voting and working on campaigns, but they've also been denied access to run for and hold seats of power themselves within the government. Even in 2021, we still haven't had a single woman as president before and only just elected our first woman vice president in last year's 2020 presidential election. It's only been within like the last decade or so that we've really begun to see more women entering politics at every level from local to state to federal. And gender quotas are a way to quickly and kind of forcefully include women where they have historically been left out. It guarantees them a space and a space for their voices without having to jump through as many hoops as they would typically have to to be able to compete with men for these positions. For many feminists, especially older feminists, gender equality is directly tied with a woman's ability to access the spaces that have historically been male-dominated. The idea that women can and should be able to live the same types of lives as men and hold the same types of jobs as men and be granted the same access to the same spaces as men is really important for them in terms of gender equality. Ultimately, however, women's placement into positions of authority doesn't necessarily guarantee that they dedicate their political careers to women's issues. Even beyond that, women don't singularly have one type of lived experience that makes women's issues one type of political need. If we detach from antiquated understandings of gender identity, identity, then the category of womanhood becomes both broadened and narrowed. And our understandings of gender equality and activism are no longer just centered around cis women's experiences of gender and sexism. While gender quotas might appear to be an easy fix that guarantee women's place in politics, there is far too much nuance to gender and to political representation that gender quotas just fail to accomplish overwhelmingly genuine material improvements for all women. And therefore, it's not necessarily something worth putting a ton of resources and time into heavily organizing around when there are lots of other ways to improve the lived conditions of women in America on a day-to-day basis that have nothing to do with like women becoming senators. I think the first part of what makes this like such a tough question especially in like 2021 is that our understanding of like gender and womanhood is so much more complex than just there are men and there are women. And like 20 years ago, 30 years ago when gender quotas were first uh, being, you know, really implemented into all types of governments across the world, there was definitely much more of a there's men, there's women and 
most people tended to adhere to a gender binary in a way that just is really starting to break down and come apart. And so gender quotas in general don't necessarily fix any issues that have to do with like gender inequality because not everybody identifies as a woman who has a marginalized gender identity and women's experiences are not a monolith by any means there are so many different ways to be a woman and experience womanhood that have to do with everything from class to race um to where you live demographically whether you grew up in a city whether you grew up rurally so many people to understand womanhood and women's needs so differently that it's hard to define what a quota would even look like for a woman would it be just a spot for cis women would it be a spot for non-men would it be a spot for non-cis people in general which includes trans men like what do gender quotas look like in our new world and that's definitely a question that people should start thinking about if they want to go down the route of making gender quotas in politics a hill they want to die on for gender equality um because it's totally just more complicated than reserving a number of seats for women and then expecting that to mean that the political atmosphere is suddenly extremely diverse. Even if we move beyond that hurdle and we come to some sort of conclusion or agreement on what a quota looks like and how we categorize it, and we start to investigate active gender quotas and women quotas that are present in um, over 130 countries, globally according to Paxton and Hughes which is huge um, and what those quotas look like and how the differences in the ways that they're set up and their thresholds and what aspects of government they cover actually impacts like how effective they are overall. I'm not against quotas as a whole I don't think they're anti-democratic or that they undermine women's achievements or the achievements of people who manage to get to those positions without the aid of affirmative action policies. I think that people of all kinds of marginalized identities have been denied access to so many different kinds of spaces in America that it is well within their rights to demand that they have a place to sit in the room, demand that they can get their foot in the door and that they will be granted access to these spaces. But it's also important to understand that once women are in these positions of power, that once women are holding these offices, that their behavior isn't going to be calculated just by their gender, just by their biological gender. Um, And that's where it gets a little bit too into gender essentialism, some of the pro-arguments for gendered quotas in politics, that women will essentially act one way and make politics go smoothly because they're good at conflict resolution. That's a common argument for why we need more women in politics. Or 
that men are have are more well suited for one type of politics and women are better suited for another type of politics and that's just not true and that argument isn't going to produce realistic outcomes when men and women are actually placed in these positions and so we can't bet on gender essentialism as our reasoning for ensuring that women have space in politics what women do with the power once they get it and how effective of a policy that they are creating are matters even more than whether or not they're in that place. Descriptive representation does not always equate to substantive representation and that is a really important thing to remember when we talk about gender quotas in politics. And that doesn't mean that it's not always the case. In countries like Rwanda, um, where they have a really high number of women in politics, higher than almost any other country in the world, there was a controversial inheritance bill that was submitted into parliament and that was passed, even though um, it had been really controversial amongst constituents and amongst voters but the fact that women were in the political room they made it seem more palatable and they winded up winning but that's not always what that looks like then there's cases like mozambique where even when women were 30 percent of the country's legislature in 1999 a controversial women's rights bill that would have allowed women to work without their husband's permission wasn't getting passed It actually wasn't even passed until 2003 when women outside of the government organized a march and marched outside the parliament and then within a month the bill was passed. And examples like this show that actions for women's rights cannot just be formed within the legislature. They prove that even if there are substantial amounts of women in the room, in the conversation, that that doesn't guarantee that women's rights are always going to be heard, that they're always going to be passed, that they're always going to be a priority, and that women's collective action outside of the government is sometimes far more effective and far more important than making sure that women have a seat in the government. Sometimes enacting a quota in politics isn't even worth anyone's time and actually creates zero change. For example, China, when in 2007, they decided to adopt a 22% threshold for women in parliament, when in reality, women had already held 22% of parliament since 1975. Essentially, this new quota was just maintaining the status quo of Chinese politics and did nothing to help get more women's foot in the door or potentially increase women's issues on the floor of Chinese parliament. Overall, it's not that quotas are an inherently bad or anti-democratic concept. I don't think that they hurt women in any way, but I also don't think that they really do much to help women. I think that, first of all, they're based on a lot of outdated assumptions about gender and women and men, and they focus very specifically on one idea of womanhood or one idea of what women's issues might be, when 
women exist across class, across race, across so many different intersections of identity that women's issues cannot be one monolith and that a wealthy woman in a position of political power maybe isn't thinking about the needs of a poor rural woman who lives states away from her. And so women in American politics, quotas for women in American politics would not guarantee any more progress for women's rights. I think that a more effective use of women's rights activists um, and people who strive for gender equality is to organize within their communities, is to rally around smaller, more specific causes that improve the material conditions of the day-to-day lives of all different kinds of women. If they focus more on higher wages and labor rights activism, or they focus on better childcare options, or better maternity leaves, or paternity leaves, or on better protections for trans people, then women's lives will be materially improved far more greatly and in more real and substantial ways than just getting a woman's foot in the door. Because they could spend all of this time making sure that quotas exist for women in American politics and then a woman has to get elected and then she has to work on passing all of these bills when really if all of that energy was put into the issues that would actually improve women's lives, the results would come much more quickly and much more effectively because they would be directed at the root of the issue and not at a top-down approach to the issues.